church let's just lift up a shout of praise this morning I just want to say welcome family thanks for being here this morning give your uh, your neighbor a high five or a hug say hi to anybody who's new this morning catch AJ. I was like, do you think that we should stand and help Pastor Justin as he gets up on there? And then he's like, no, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. And then I almost had to catch him. So yes. Okay. Hello. Yeah. Come on. Give a, a round of applause for that worship. We praise yeah, God today, awesome. right? That's awesome. Woo. That so good. Thank you, Jesus, man. I, I just get so overwhelmed with joy when I get to praise and worship for freedom, right? You can do this here right now and be free and praise the Praise in Jesus' name, right? Other countries are being persecuted and, and uh, um, taken advantage of and, and oppressed, but we're here in freedom. We can pray and throw our spears at the enemy, and we got to do that when we shout out. That's what, we do, what worship's about, right? So, um, man, uh, so, um, good morning. My name's AJ. <laughs> and I'm Sarah. Sorry. I get excited. So. You have to remind to, yeah. Um, so, I, I want to share a verse with you, which is going to be 2 Corinthians uh, 7 through 8, and uh, just take it, take it in, uh, and let it just warm your heart, right? So you must each decide in your own heart how much to give, and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully, and God will generously provide all you need, then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. I mean, I look at this not only just for tithing or giving or finances or even your health. Like, if you have legs to walk or arms to move uh, or a heart to give, you should be out there doing that, right? You should be out there doing that. And when God calls you to be obedient, to hear that voice, and go out there and, and do what he asks you to do, right? So I think it, it ties into our giving today and also ties into what we do every day. And we, and we have the ability to do that freely, so we should have that choice to go out there and do and serve God. God so, yeah, sorry, guys. And we just wanted to say um, good morning to everybody. We are so excited to have you guys here today. Um, thank you for joining us on online church this morning. The enemy was working hard. Like the whole was, thing was yeah. down for probably the last 20 minutes. So Ooh. we're drenched in sweat trying to get that all figured out and get that up and going. So um, if you are online, thank you for being patient with us. We appreciate it. Um, our goal is always to have sound for you. And so just know that if there is no sound, that is not our doing. That's the enemy. But our God is bigger. And so sound will be on there in Jesus' name. Yeah, we had a, a great group of people that are very intelligent out there 
you know, working the technical stuff and back there yes, to get it going. Yes, so we appreciate guys. our yeah. tech team and our fill-in tech team and all of that kind of stuff. Um, so there's a few different ways that you can give online. Yes. And in person. Correct. And we also have, um, so I'm, I'm confused. I'm, I got stuck. I know, so because you skipped. You skipped. <laughs> you skipped in <laughs> the anyways, script. <laughs> so there's ways, yeah, there's ways to give online. If you go to our app, you can get on the giving link. There's also uh, a special giving for uh, Slave Free Project, and Sarah will get into more announcements about that later as we go through. Uh, but I just want to go ahead and pray over the tithings right now. And um, as we do that, um, we're going to have our ushers come up to the front, and then we'll collect tithes after we're done praying. Correct. All right. Lord, thank you for the day. Thank you for giving me the ability to come and, and uh, worship you freely in this building, in a school for, <laughs> for all, all sakes, Lord, in a school building where we could uh, show our kids and the Holy Spirit resides here. You feel it, and I know you feel this place every Sunday, and you feel it throughout the week, Lord, and it's, it's, it's anointed. This valley is anointed. Lord. I pray that the, the tithes that we give today are blessed, Lord, and, and the giving to you is blessed, Lord, and we can use it more. As I know the heart of this church is to give freely. Uh, and you abundantly give to us, Lord, so we can pour out to the community, Lord. I pray that keeps on going on, Lord. I pray that you bring more people to fill the seats, Lord. I pray that you bring more people to reach out in the community, Lord. I pray today uh, that we're game changers, Lord, in your name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Okay, so um, again, we are so excited to have you guys here this morning. If you are online, you can join us on the Interactive Church Service app. And um, if you have not gotten the chance to download the Church Center app, I'm, like, falling more and more in love with this Church Me Center too. app. I mean, it is awesome. Like, super easy to stay connected, to get updates, to get notified of events going on, all of that stuff. So if you haven't gotten that, make sure that you download that. Um, I know personally that I'm looking around and I'm seeing some faces that I've never seen here yeah. before. And so we are so excited to have you guys. Um, in the back, there's a connection card. So if you guys fill that out, then we have a little gift that we would love to give to you. And it's cool, and I kind of want to be new just so I can get one of the gifts. So um, anyhow, okay. Chip it down I, might, I might, like, you know, put my hair up and do something crazy and put on a lot of makeup or, you know, something and disguise myself, right? Okay, so I can be new next week. Um, happening this week, so we have our youth group where, do we have any youth in here? We do. Where are youth at? Make some noise. <laughs> that was that super was weak, you guys. Come on. Come on, let's try it again. Make some noise. Okay, good. That was good for like five of you guys, so I'm proud of you guys. There, a lot of our youth are back serving um, in kids. They have hearts to serve, and so That's they're back awesome. with our kids' ministry, mm -hmm. so we're happy that they're back there. Um, okay, so let's see if the men can kind of like. I'm on mic, so we're good. Yeah, okay, we'll hold this down. Let's see if the, have the men make some noise. <laughs> there we go. Okay, so we have Fight Club happening um, this Thursday. So if you would like more information about that, you can see Pastor Abel, you can see AJ, you can see Pastor Keith, basically any of those people, and you'll get connected. And it's just a super good way to stay connected. We also, where are ladies at? Woo! So we have Praying Wives Group on Friday morning at 10 a.m., and Miss Blanche is here. So if you have any questions about that, you can see Blanche. And then um, on Saturday, we have a friend-to-friend -friend yard sale happening. But here's the deal. We, Pastor Keith has been down for a little while, and he is under strict orders that he cannot be him crazy, his crazy self and lift things and move things and that kind of stuff. So in order to make this yard sale happen on Saturday, we need um, people that can help unload the furniture out of trailers and um, get it all set up on Friday evening. So if you are available to do that, we would love to have you. Um, Pastor Keith, can you just turn and wave? We are so glad to have you back. 
Yay, yeah. Pastor Keith Woo. in the house. And Heather in the house. Heather's <laughs> like, don't talk about me. <laughs> um, so, um, and if we can't, you know, get people out there um, because we need people, but if we can't get that stuff out there, then we're going to have to cancel the yard sale on, um, on Saturday. Um, that's an awesome program. We are able to furnish people's homes like single mothers that, um, you know, have move out of an abusive relationship into an apartment. We were able to furnish her whole entire apartment for her out of this stuff. And then um, the stuff that we have extra, the stuff that we can't give away, we are selling at the yard sale to help raise money for our missions program. We even program. furnished the TCM's office. Yep. Too, uh, Tijuana Christian Mission. Office. We furnished mm-hmm. their office with beautiful office furniture. Um, and we've just been able to bless a lot of people mm-hmm. with it. So if you want to be a part of that, please um, connect with us and we'll get you all set up. And then the last thing that I'm going to talk about, I know we're talking for a long time, so sorry, and thank you. Yeah. Um, we work with a program called Slave Free Project, yeah. um, SFP, and they have a big, um, well, first of all, well, and I took a picture of this, so hold on. Let me turn on my phone. Um, I just wanted to read their mission statement. They actually shared it this morning before church started. It says, our vision is to rescue persons who are missing and or held against their will or who think that it's impossible to get out of the trapped circumstances they have found themselves in. Jesus has a plan for their lives, and his plan certainly isn't one of bondage. And so um, this one of the teams that falls under Slave Free, they go out and they rescue um, girls from human trafficking. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're boys. um, It just depends. Young, old, the whole nine yards. And so they have a big Operation Revolt coming up next month. And um, for each rescue, it takes about $3,600 to to rescue Mm -hmm. one person out of human trafficking. Um, And so this Operation Revolt, they're going out, and I think the goal is, like, that each operator, and they have, like, I want to say about 25 operators, uh, rescues two people out of human trafficking. So if you can imagine the financial burden that that's going to take to do this. And so um, today we're going to accept a special offering if you would like to give towards um, the Slave Free Project. Um, You can go. Go to the, the app. Giving and get the drop down, use a general, but it'd be SFP. So you click select F- SFP, F- SFP and you can sl- um, choose to donate to. And then State any money that gets donated through there, we send straight to them. We um, have a great partnership with them. And if you would like any more information, um, there's a bunch of us that are involved in that. And um, if you want to get connected and be able to help, they're going to need food that's provided, they need drinks that's provided, they need a bajillion things, essentially, to run this um, operation. operation. And so if you want to get connected in that, please feel free to reach out, and we can help you with that. So we love being connected. If you are not connected, please get connected, get involved, get to a ladies' group or a youth group or a men's group. Um, yeah, and all of that's available on the Church Center app that I talked about earlier. So with that being said, we are going to turn it over to our wonderful Pastor Justin. Put your hands together for Woo. Pastor Justin. He's going to be a little bit slower than normal, but he'll make it up. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Less yeah. tripping up the stairs. AJ's going to catch him just in case. Just in case. Why don't right. you, like, hold his hand or something? I don't know. <laughs> it's all right. That would be fantastic. Thank you. Good morning, church. How's everybody doing? Oh, my goodness. It's good to see some faces out here I haven't seen in a while. I'm glad people are feeling better. Oh, my goodness. So many people have been out sick and this COVID stuff's gotten crazy. Um, I tell you, the last four weeks have been an adventure. Thank you so much, AJ. You're awesome. Oh, 
Now I, now I know what it's like to, to be Pastor Keith. I sit at this height. Uh, I love you, Pastor Keith. I'm so glad you're here. Oh, my goodness. So good. So good. You know, the, the, the air is thinner down here. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, it's so good. Awesome. Well, welcome to church, everybody. If you're watching online, thanks for joining us. Um, if uh, It looks like uh, our I wasn't able to update again for our new YouTube video on our interactive church, so we probably won't have anybody on there, but I sent them to our YouTube video, so we're good there. Um, and Facebook people, let's see who is on Facebook today. Oh, goodness. While I'm looking that up, where are my paper Bible people at? We got some paper Bibles in the house? That's a good one. I like that. That's pretty. What, what does yours look like? Oh, well used. That's what I'm talking about. That's a good one right there. Who else got paper Bibles in the house? Ooh, that's magenta. That's absolutely magenta. And a blue Bible. Man, we are getting colorful up in here. Got to be careful. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Let's see who's online. Oh, that's the interactive church site. I'll say hi to the people that were there. Anastasia and Dorothy and Casey. Love you all. Thank you for being on there. Casey's double dipping. I love that. So awesome. Let's see the Facebook people. Um, the Fernandezes, uh, Quinn and Beniva, love you guys. Carolyn McKinney, love you. Michael Gerald, love you. Glad you're here. Uh, Melanie McKinney, uh, Emiliano, Emmy, love you, dude. I know. Are you double dipping too? Yeah, for sure. That's good. Oh, is he not? He's not here? Oh, he's watching online today. He's in Vegas. Well, what happens in Vegas while watching Livingstone's Church needs to be told to everyone in Vegas. Um, so that's good. Yes. Um, Danny Mules, Danny and Brad, love you guys. Glad you're here. Emily Height, love you. You guys are incredible. I'm so glad you're here. Well, for everybody with your Bibles, where do I have electronic Bible people here today? We got some electronic Bible people. Where, where are the Apple users? Still praying for them. And everybody else, no, it's so good. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. So good stuff. Um, fired up. Go ahead and turn to Ecclesiastes. Um, if you don't know where that is, for your paper Bible people, just open up to the middle of the Bible, which is Psalms and Proverbs usually you turn to, and it's the next book over. Uh, Ecclesiastes 3.1 is where we're going to start. And while we get there, um, this is our seventh week of the series Built, and it may be our last week. I'm not sure. We're going to see what God does. Um, but before we get too far, um, I have to make an announcement that a friend of mine is going to be coming to preach next weekend, and it was totally unplanned. I texted him last night, and I said, hey, when are you going to come preach at our church? And, uh, and he said, he's like, well, how about sooner than later? And I said, all right, how does September look? Oh, you know, I'm going to be busy in September. How about October? Oh, October, I'll be in Canada and Mexico and D.C. I won't be able to make it. I said, well, you want to get crazy? You want to come next weekend? And he's like, yeah, let's do it. So Jeff Osborne will be joining us next weekend. I'm super excited. For those of you who don't know who that is, um, he's, he's a friend of mine. He actually was, uh, I'm going to put this down before I throw it somewhere. Um, he's actu he actually was uh, in jail for life. Um, he was the getaway driver of a, uh, a bank robbery, and God used him in a huge way. He was ministering to people in jail because uh, he knew he was going to be in prison forever. And uh, somehow, some way, uh, a, a prison warden from a different prison that he'd never met uh, wrote a letter and said, you need to let this guy go. He has a big purpose for his life, and he's been preaching the gospel ever since. And this dude is awesome. You'll probably never want to come back to this church because I'm just not that good of a preacher um, after you hear him, but uh, you will love it, and uh, I bring your friends. If you have anybody that's been dealt with stuff in uh, uh, 
uh, with uh, the authorities. Bring them. They'll, they'll be touched by his story, and it'll be awesome. I'm excited to have it. All right. Who's in Ecclesiastes 3.1? Give me a shout. All right. For everything, there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. You know, as I was thinking about seasons, um, I remember, I remember this old joke. It doesn't really work today anymore. Um, and some of you are old enough to remember this. The kids are going to look at me like I'm crazy. Um, but you ever remember, like, saying to your friend, what time is it? And then they'd, they'd say back to you what? What do they say back to you? Time to get a watch. And kids are like, a watch? Why do I, I, don't, I don't use a watch to tell time, you know, uh, until they started getting these all smart ones and stuff. But um, so time to get a watch. So, so go ahead and tell your neighbor, uh, the, the title today's message is, What Time Is It? What Time Is It? If you want to, you can follow along in the Version Bible app. Um, you go in there and click the More button, look up events, look up Livingstone's Church. All of our church notes are there. All the links to give and to all, do all those things are there. Join a group. All that fun stuff is right there. All right? So there is a season and a time for every activity under heaven. Verse 2, a time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to harvest. Verse 3, a time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build up. When I read that one, I was totally thinking of our church. We really know how that works, uh, building up and tearing down. Um, Verse 4, a time to cry and a time to laugh. A time to grieve and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to turn away. Verse 6. A time to search and a time to quit searching. And a time to keep and a time to throw away. Verse 7. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be quiet and a time to speak. Verse 8. A time to love and a time to hate. And a time for war and a time for peace. I ask you, what time is it? What time is it? Our first point this morning is that it's time for discovery. It's time for discovery. For all, where are my note takers at? Do we have some note takers in here today? So good, so good. Oh my goodness. I love you, Hayden. I'm so glad you're back. I'm so glad you're feeling good. It's good to see so many familiar faces. I got to see a lot of our team already this morning, um, so some of them are back. It's good to have Tony back on the drums, which is awesome. Uh, that was so cool. Um, we have so many people here that have just gotten their butts kicked by, by COVID, and, and it's so good to see people healthy again and doing well and recovering. Um, and we have, we have nobody in the hospital, as far as I know, um, it, with, with COVID. And I shared last week, but some of you probably didn't get to hear it, but uh, we did have one person go on a ventilator. And uh, I didn't know this, and it's probably good that I didn't know it because we all prayed and believed that he was going to come off of that ventilator. And uh, I didn't know until after we told everybody that he was off the ventilator that that was a 5% chance that he would be off of that ventilator. Um, so praise God for not knowing any different and, uh, and praying and believing as if it were going to happen, and it did. So he's, he's a 5%er. He made it, and he's, he's living. He's doing good. He's walking around and being told to slow down like everybody should be that's uh, working too hard. I think God told me the same thing with my, my knee here. Um, yeah, you know, um, I'm not 17 anymore. Did you know that? It's crazy. You know, I, I totally thought I could go hang out with my buddy and, and play some hockey and, and uh, with all these 20-year-old kids. And, and uh, so I, I, haven't, I haven't played, like, aggressive hockey since uh for like 15 years and since I was 20 years old and uh my, my friend told me I did a good job he did he, he, he's, he's like wow you haven't played hockey in 15 years and you did 
you did really well. And I said, well, I am 70 pounds heavier um, than the last time I was on skates like this. Um, but, uh, and, and I had a great time. We had so much fun. I thought, you guys are probably thinking, like, I got in a fight. I got hit really hard, you know. No, it wasn't any of that, you know. Uh, uh, it was just I skated hard. And um, sedentary people shouldn't do really active things without doing minor active things first, you know. So, um, so that's all it was. I, I had no idea I was hurt. Um, uh, two days later, it swole up like a balloon, and, and I had sprained my knee. And so I was just like, what in the world? So anyway, I, I got to start doing some exercises and, and uh, lay off on the uh, Taco Bell. And so we'll, we'll do what we can do, right? What time is it? It's time for discovery. You know what? Discovery is found through discernment. Mm, somebody say that out loud. Discovery is found through discernment, and discernment is found through God. You can't have discernment without God. You can't have discernment without God. Matthew 16, 13 says, When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? Verse 14, Well, they replied, Some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Then he asked them, But who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Verse 18, now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. Verse 19, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, whatever you forbid, on earth will be forbidden in heaven, and whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. You know, it's when God reveals something to you, it's a, it's a place of discovery. I was telling my bride last night as, as I was telling her how much I just love how God gives me the message each week. You guys curious how that works? You know, y there's a lot of pastors out there, you know, they can order full series, right? They can just order it from online, and they can just preach what was in, in, the, in the notes, you want to know how I get the message every single week? I ask God, what do you want to say? And he gives me like one word. And I go and search that one word. And then that word turns me into something else. And I just follow the breadcrumbs with the Holy Spirit. And he leads me along this journey of what he wants to share with the people. And I was telling Chelsea how important that is for me to be able to have that time with the Lord, to be able to walk with him. And, and I start out with a message title that's completely different. Uh, it was going to be change, dot, dot, dot. Right? And I was thinking, like, oh, we're going to talk about change and all the changes happening in the world and where it's going and what's happening. And, and then he led me to this scripture in Ecclesiastes talking about seasons. And I think it's discerning what time is it is what God showed me through that. It's such a fun thing. If you ever want God to just show you some stuff, just let him. Let, let him give you a word and go research a word. And then have that word lead you down this whole path where God wants to show you something new. The Bible is alive, you guys. It's such a cool thing. As we, as we were looking through this, it's time for discovery, discovering what God has for us, discovering what he wants to do. As we seek God and discover him, he will set us free from ignorance. He'll set us free from illusionment, incompetence. Come on, somebody. You know, we look around the world, and I, I got to tell you, it's been pretty fun the last few weeks. You know, I, I preach on something about, about how not to be afraid of COVID, and the next day our church gets like, I, I mean, it took a about two weeks, but 40 people ended up getting COVID. It's amazing. I'm like, oh, man, I've got to be careful what I preach, huh? You know, like I start calling out the devil, and he starts retaliating. 
And then last week, I preached about praying for our president and, and, and praying for those in power because it doesn't matter if you don't agree with them or not. You, you know, they're, they're not evil. What, what is happening is from principalities and powers. And then the next day, Monday, we, we, we find out about what's going on in Afghanistan. And being a Marine Corps veteran, I can't tell you that I wasn't having to eat my own words on Monday as I learned what had happened because I got very angry. And I want to be honest with you because it's important to be real. It's important to have, be real life, be real people. And I was very angry, and we had a staff meeting that night, and, and I, you know, I was like, I just wanted to call off the staff meeting because I was ready to go throw on some boots and utes and, and take out some people because it was frustrating to think of all my friends who went to Afghanistan, who went to Iraq, and never came home. And to think that it was all for nothing. <laughs> and then to try to remind myself that these people who are making, in my opinion, poor decisions are not evil. God, I pray for these people who are making poor decisions and, and so many lives are going to be lost because of it. And all the lives that were lost, their families are wondering why. But you know what? There's a time and a place for everything. Amen? And I think that's why God led me to this scripture, because he's reminding me. You know, I'm sitting there thinking, like, there's a time for war. There's a time for death. There's a time to kill. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm focusing on certain parts of this scripture. Are you with me? I'm thinking to myself, you know, we can make some things happen. I know a few people. But then I look at it and I say, you know what? Maybe there's a time for discernment. Going, God, what do you say? You know, because as we look at these scriptures, God reminds us that he's not unaware. He's not unaware that these things happen. He's not unaware that, that it was going to happen. And it's as hard as it is, you know, like this last month has been super hard for me. A lot of you know that I lost one of my best friends and Tony Giordano and, uh, that same, that was the last day of VBS, and that next week is when everybody got sick from COVID. So I'm sitting here trying to grieve my friend's death and trying to be there for his wife and kids, and at the same time trying to be there for all the families in our church that are struggling. And, and uh, you know, you think about a disease or you think about, you know, when people get the flu, you know what to expect. You know, they're going to be sick for this many days, going to be down and out. Some will have it a little bit worse than others, but COVID has been completely different. Every single person has had a different experience. Some of them, no symptoms at all. Others have symptoms, and you wouldn't think they would have symptoms. I mean, no one would have thought Crawford would have been on a ventilator. I mean, all of it, it was just thinking like, man, and trying to love people in a season like that as I'm preaching to a lot of black chairs instead of people, right? And I know I'm preaching to a lot of amazing people here too. So I'm so glad that you're here, and I'm preaching to a lot of people online, people all over the place. Um, if you want, text, text and tell me where you're from and where you're at, where you're watching from. I know there's people watching in Brazil. Um, there's people watching in uh, Estonia, Mexico, um, a bunch of states, Texas, uh, Tennessee, um, people out in Pennsylvania, Oklahoma, um, Washington, Oregon, Idaho. I mean, there's people all over the place that consider this their church home, which is pretty cool. So God said that there is a time and a season for everything under heaven. 
hard to think about when you're thinking about it. There's a time to be born. I was excited to see that a friend had a, had a new baby this week, right? So pumped about that. But then there's a time to die and to think about my friend who died at 41 years old. It's just like, man, how do you tell the difference? You ever think of that? Like, what times are we in? You look at the news, what times are we in? What are we dealing with? What's going on? Is anybody with me? Like, you watch one news station, you watch another news station, they're completely different on the same subject, and you're wondering, what's going on? What time is it? It's time to get a watch, right? When we seek to discover God and his purposes, he'll set us free, not just from ignorance, illusionment, and incompetence, but he'll set us free for purpose, power, and position. It's important that we go and take that time to discover. Go through the breadcrumbs with the Lord. Now, I, I love that you're coming to church and, and you're serving at church, but it's almost even more important that you have that, your own relationship with Jesus. If you go and spend time with Jesus, you'll come here so lit and so excited about what God's doing. You want to know what else is crazy? He likes to echo. The stuff he's telling me during the week It'll freak you out that he's telling you the same things during the week. It doesn't, you don't have to get your revelation on a Sunday morning. You can get it on a Tuesday morning. You can get it on a Wednesday night. You can get it straight from, from God's mouth. He'll speak to you directly. There's something about discovery. Discovering who you are in him, you can only discover by him. Did you know that? A lot of us are trying to figure out, who am I in this world? What am I supposed to? Right? I don't know about you, but like in the middle of all these things, I'm like, I want to do something about this. I don't, I don't like that people are getting sick. You know, I call my denominational leaders and, and tell them what's going on with COVID and asking all the, 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 what do I need to do? Make sure that we cover everything legally and we, we love everybody well. What, should we close down the church for a few weeks? What should we do? Right? Do I need to reach out to the county? Do I need to reach out to, what, what do I need to do? Send an email to everybody. And, and they walked me through all that stuff. And, and they said, how are you doing? I said, I'm pissed. And they said, okay, Pastor Justin. Uh, uh, um, I said, I just want to go down straight to the enemy and rip his head off. And they're like, Pastor Justin, I understand. Like, you're a Marine. That's just how you're wired. But you just got to understand you got you to pray through this, and there's some, some things you got to follow. But there's a discovery with God. There's a discovery in spending time with him. You know, it's, it's okay to get angry. It's just not okay to sin. You know, it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be frustrated with the world and the way things are. But I think what happens to a lot of us is we get we, we become social media warriors. Ooh, I'm sorry if I offended you. I'm sorry if I offended you. I love you so much. But we become social media warriors. We start saying all this stuff on social media of what we think and how we think about it. But can I tell you something that's more important? The enemy thinks that if he can get you fighting on a platform that doesn't matter, that you'll never get in the war. Are you with me? If you fight in a platform that doesn't matter, it just gets put into noise. Nobody sees it or hears it or thinks anything about it. All of a sudden, it's just one more, one more post, one more thing. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. <clears throat> but what maybe what we need is we need to go fight the war right where it's at. Now, some of you are like, what are we doing? Are we storming the Capitol? Like, what's going to happen? What we're doing is we're storming the gates of hell. And what I love about partnering with places like CERT Ministries and Slave Free Project is they're storming the gates of hell. 
Now, I'm not saying that all of us need to throw on flak jackets and, and grab our, our, our uh, AR-15 or uh, <laughs> AR whatever, whatever uh, President Biden called it. But uh, whatever it is, in the middle of that, if we're, if we're grabbing our weapons and going after something, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm talking about is going where the war really is. It's in people's hearts. It's what people are dealing with. I've never seen more division in my entire life. It blows my mind. But you know what? If we're not going to be the ones that are going to be the connectors, then we need to shut our mouths. Did you hear me? Oh, goodness. I know. I know it's not popular. It's, it's easy to stand on one side or another and shout and be angry. Oh, you, if, if you're wearing a mask, you're, you're a coward. If you're not wearing a mask, you don't care about me. Come on, I'm tired of hearing so much of this stuff where, where we're so ingrained in this division. I can't tell you how you, the enemy works. He, he sticks up little puffs of smoke. Married people, you ever gotten in a fight and not known why? Yeah. Don't look at your spouse right now. Don't do it. Don't do it. You're like, that, that happened on the way here. Like, it's okay. It's okay. Chelsea and I fight all the time. We're, we're normal people. It's what happens. But you know what? The enemy likes to come in and put a little puff of smoke in something that doesn't matter at all. It could, it could be you didn't do the dishes. You did do the dishes. You didn't do it the right way. It was this, that, and the other thing. How you responded to this or how you didn't respond to that. Come on. And then all of a sudden it turns into this argument that just blows up. And then three hours later, maybe not your arguments, but three hours later, I'm sitting there going, what are we arguing about? Does this even matter? What are we, in five years from now, are we going to even remember this argument? And the answer is always no. And so I got to think, when we look at these things, wear a mask, don't wear a mask. Get, get the jab, don't get the jab. I got to be honest with you, it doesn't matter. What matters is, are we seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? If you'll seek first his face, he'll show you people that you hated a minute ago because they disagreed with you. And he'll show you that that's a child that I went on the cross for. And you hating them and being angry at them is not right. No, it doesn't matter what side you're on. Now, listen, I have my political opinions. And, and I, you, you hear little spouts of them, right? But it, all it is is an opinion. If I disagree with you, I love hanging out with you. You know why I love hanging out with you? Because I want to hear your perspective. I want to hear how you think. I want to hear why you think it. I want to know who you are. Because you are a part of Jesus. We are all the body of Christ. And when I look at somebody who disagrees with me, maybe they have a different perspective than me. Goodness, can we imagine? This brings me to my next point. For my note takers, it's time for development. It's time for development. Now, if you don't know, you can go on our website, but um, Livingstone's Church is all based on discover, develop, and deploy. Discover, develop, and deploy. And... I, as I was going through this message, I had a whole different thing that I wanted to do, and, and God was reminding me, like, this is what it's about right here. Because when we look at these seasons that are challenging, these seasons that are tough, a lot of the times we're asking God, when are we going to get out of this? When is this going to be done? Lord, can you make this quick and get it over with? Are you with me? Right? When you're struggling, when you're going through something, like, I can't tell you, I was praying all week long, Lord, can you just heal my knee already? Because I got a lot of work to do. I got a lot of things to do. And you know what? I pretty much got the uh, proverbial slap to the face from the Lord that said, you're doing too much. You need to slow down. 
I was talking to my buddy Brad Mules on the phone last night. I got really emotional because I wasn't I was trying not to take the time to grieve. None of you ever do that, right? I figured if I just went and helped more people, if I just put myself into more ministry stuff, I wouldn't have to think about how much I'm hurting. God's like, all right, I'll take care of that. I'm going to make you sit down for a few days, put your foot up on a pillow and look pathetic. That's how I felt. And in it, though, a couple days after, you know, it's okay to be real, right? Because I was pushing myself so hard, my mental health went to garbage. Um, I've told some of you that I've had suicidal thoughts at different times. And because I pushed myself so hard, um, they were really, really bad. But being forced to rest, being forced to sit with the Lord, sit and follow those breadcrumbs, it reminded me why we have so much purpose, why it's so important. I had so many bad thoughts, I can't even tell you. But discovering yourself is first discovering him. And if you're going through some of the hardest times in your life, you have to wonder why and seek him more. Not seek to justify it. Not seek to hide it. Not seek to put it behind you. If you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, he'll get you through the hardest of times. And then you'll find out it is actually for your development. Going back to Ecclesiastes 3, verse 9. It says, what do people really get out of all their hard work? Come on, some of us ask us those questions. Verse 10. I have seen the burden God has placed on us all. Verse 11. Yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. This is after reading about all that terrible stuff, too. Everything beautiful after its own time. Come on. He has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people can see the whole, cannot see the whole scope of what God, God's work from beginning to end. Verse 12. So I concluded, there is nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves as long as we can. Verse 13. And people should eat and drink and enjoy the fruits of their labor, for these are gifts from God. Verse 14. And I know that whatever God does is final. Come on, somebody. Nothing can be added to it or taken away from it. God's purpose is that people should fear him. And that word fear, it means to, to hold high resolve, to, to honor him. Verse 15, what is happening now has happened before. And what will happen in the future has happened before. Because God makes the same things happen over and over again. <laughs> oh, man, that's some rough scripture or what? Looking at where we're at in the world, and these are the breadcrumbs that God wants to share with me and share with all of us, is that what's happened now has happened before. And what's going to happen in the future has happened before. And so it should give us confidence to know that God was th there and he's here. Are you with me? He was there then and he's here now. Now, it doesn't mean to be complacent. I think we a lot of times we, we find that, okay, well, God's in it, so I'll just sit here and wait. I don't think that's what it means at all. 
It just means that when things don't make sense, God will make it make sense in due time. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. You know, I, I know there's a lot of Bible scholars out there that talk about the fact that the United States isn't mentioned in the end times. So there's possibilities as to why things are happening. But you know what? I've heard so much doom and gloom over the years that this is the second coming. Here it comes. You know, like I can't. I remember when when Donald Trump got elected and everybody thought that this is the Antichrist. Here he is. Anybody remember that? Goodness gracious. I mean, so there's so many things out there. And you know what? The Holocaust happened and that wasn't the end. That wasn't the end. But yet we look at things through different eyes. And if we can learn from our history that division isn't the answer, then the next time that you see somebody who has different color skin, wears a mask or doesn't wear a mask, got the jab or didn't get the jab, we can remember that unity is important. And if we can remain unified, then we can't be torn down. Are you with me? Are you with me? Because I look at it and I, I, you know, it's amazing. I, I almost hated being white after all this. Is anybody with me? Like, you're like, I just wish I was, you know, most of us wish we had more of a tan, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got a few extra white people, you know, transparent. Chelsea's transparent. Yeah. Doesn't mean like you can, she holds her emotions on her sleeve. I'm transparent in that way. She's just very, very white. But I, I remember hating being white, thinking like, oh, no, I'm a terrible person because I'm white. No, it's wrong. You are a child of God. And if the enemy can convince you that you're not, there's where the problem lies. It doesn't matter black, white, yellow, purple, orange, green. It doesn't matter what color you are. You know, I, I think about it. I remember, I remember sitting next to uh, guys in the military. One, one guy had an Asian descent. One guy had an African-American descent. And then you got me, the white kid, and we're standing there. And you know what? When they drew blood, it was all the same color. All of it. Same color. And so you know what I realized as I spent time with guys from New York and guys from all over the world? I figured out we're all people. We all care about the same things. We love the same things. We're scared of the same things. You know, it's, it's amazing. We, you, know, you put a bunch of guys from all different places in the same, same room that, that hate each other because we were taught to hate each other. And then all of a sudden they say, you don't, you're not black, you're not white, you're, you bleed green from now on because you're a United States Marine. Okay. Ooh-ah, right? Come on. And, I, and all of a sudden that, that shifted in so many people's mindsets. We stopped looking at each other like we were back on the block is the way our, our drill instructor should say it. But I, I believe what it's saying here is that we need to find joy in our development. See, for a lot of us, we, it's hard when you're being developed. You ever ask God, hey, mold me into whatever you want to do. And then all of a sudden, he, you feel like a human contortionist, right? You're like, <laughs> you're like all jacked up. And you're like, dude, what the heck, man? Like, my whole world got flipped upside down. I, I got laid off from my job. My girlfriend hates me. I don't know what's happening. And you said, God, use me. And then you're upset that he's molding you into what he actually created you to be instead of what you settled for. Come on, somebody. But if we can find joy in our development, those things that happen to us, what happens to you is only 10% of your life. But what you do with it, that's the other 90. Do you hear me? It's not what happens to you that, that forms your life. It's what happens in you. You know, I, I find people that, that, you know, I can, I can sit and make excuses. Anybody with me? You make ex- Got any excuse makers out there? Everyone raise your hand. Yeah, everyone. Because you've made an excuse in your life. 
You've made an excuse. You know, you were, maybe you were going 75 in a 70, and you said, well, everyone else is doing it. Hello, excuse, right? We just, did, yeah, everybody, all, we'll all raise our hand now, right? We live in California, right? Come on, right? We made an excuse. You know, it, it's these excuses that end up leaving us not being developed. You see, we can be upset that the world isn't the way we want it to be. I've heard people that don't want to have kids because they don't want to bring them into this world. But maybe your kids were the ones to change this world. Come on, somebody. Like, we got to stop looking at the problem as, as how big it is and start realizing that we are the answer. You see, God's called each and every one of us to be ministers. Every one of us. It doesn't matter if you're, you're, you're 10 years old, 15 years old. It doesn't matter if you're 100 years old. If he called you, if he still put breath in your lungs, there's still purpose for your life. And so understand this. If, if you seek him, he'll use you. He'll give you purpose again. Oh, you know, as I was worshiping this morning, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, and some of you know this about me, and, and God has done some cool but weird stuff in and through me. Um, he's allowed me to feel people's pain so that I can help people get healed and see miraculous healing and see spiritual healing. And it's really, really neat, but really, really weird, okay? Um, and I was sitting there thinking, like, all I can feel right now is my knee because it hurts so bad, right? How am I going to feel anything else, God? What do you want to say? And he shared something with me, and I'm going to share it with you in here in a little bit. And uh, it wasn't, wasn't physical pain, but emotional pain. But how do we find joy in our development when things don't make sense to us? Trouble, pain, pestilence, these things don't make sense. How are you going to use it for your good, God? One of the things I never say to somebody who lost a loved one is all things come together for good. Do you know what? That's the truth. But nobody wants to hear that when their loved one died. Nobody wants to hear that. I was sitting uh, with my best friend passing away, and I was sitting with another pastor in the room, and, and he said that to the family, and I about slapped him. I was just like, dude, you don't say that to somebody who just lost somebody. Oh, God will bring all things together for good. We know that to be true. Give them time to think about it and to mourn. But at the same time, when we're going through something, we do have to remember that all things come together for good. The answer in this is enjoy what you can and leave the rest to God. Enjoy what you can and leave the rest to God. You know, as I was sitting there struggling, and of course, my, my knee hurt, and that was emotional because I can't go do the things I want to do. Yesterday, I was supposed to be at men's breakfast, which was awesome, I heard, and I wanted to be there so bad, but I couldn't walk. And I was like, you know what, if I just rest it for another day, maybe I'll be able to walk on the stage to preach. And, uh, and then I also missed my, my three-year-old's second, second day to learn to play hockey, and so he didn't get to go to that because I hurt myself. And then uh, they had a prayer thing for the people in Afghanistan, which was literally walking less than five minutes from my house, and I couldn't go. But you know what? What I did get to enjoy is my family. Come on. There's things that we can enjoy in the middle of what we don't get to have. Are you with me? Are you with me? Because my beautiful bride, she said, gosh, it's good to have you here. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, yesterday I was sitting in bed the whole time. This time I'm sitting on the couch the whole time. Like, like what do you mean? Like, what's the difference? And she says, well, yeah, it was good to have you downstairs so we could talk a little bit more. But, uh, but what I mean is, like, I can see that your head isn't as foggy as it used to be. 
And again, that was all from working so hard to hide my own grief. You see, it's so much easier to enjoy my family and God had to hurt me to get to that place. So sometimes we go through seasons. You know what? Maybe this country needed, needs to go through some pain so that we can figure out what actually matters. 20 years ago, we're coming up on that 20-year reunion on September 11th. 20 years ago, our nation got so hurt, but so unified. I'd never seen churches so full in my entire life. And here we are 20 years later, and you can't convince somebody to believe in God. Come on, somebody. Like, you guys are standing strong. You're believing with me. But there's so many. This, this valley, there's 50,000 people in this area. This church should be bursting at the gills, just like every other church in the valley should be. But it's not because people are skeptical, because people are full of fear, because people are so divided. But what if, come on, what if a group of people decided I'm going to be the unifying factor? I'm going to go and approach people who are a different color than me, who are wearing a mask, who, 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 who put, have T-shirts on that, that blatantly say what they believe or think, right? right? I, I've got on both sides. But what if? What if we were the unifying factor? You know, I'm not, I'm not here to toot my own horn, so please don't hear the wrong thing. I want you to, I want you to hear this for yourself. And not, not to give me praise. Do not give me praise for this. You understand? This is, this is God moving, okay? But the other night, I was getting gas. And as I was getting gas, this gentleman pulled up in the gas um, station portion next to me to get gas. And I felt like God said, pay for his gas. Now, first of all, I'm like, God, do you know how much gas prices are right now? Like, this is going to cost me like 80 bucks just to fill my car. Um, then I got to fill their car too. And then, and then, of course, I get judgmental and human, right? And I look over and the car is a Mercedes. I'm like, he should buy my gas, Lord. You should <laughs> tell him to buy my gas, you know? But I couldn't shake it. And God kept telling me, buy his gas, buy his gas, buy his gas. And so I was like, okay. And then I, as soon as I was like ready to do it, he walked away. Isn't that how it always works, right? He walks into the inside the gas station, to inside, and I'm thinking, oh, he's going to go pay. Like, uh, well, what do I do, God? Like, uh, so I, do I go tell him right now like uh, I don't know and, and then so I was like okay well God I'm going to go in there and if he hasn't paid yet then I'll pay for his gas you know and, and I walk up and of course he's right at the cash register already and I'm like dang it now I look like a goofball so I'm going to go and buy some like a, a, a soda so I don't look like I came in here for no reason are you with me like this is your pastor you guys like I have full faith I've watched people get healed from cancer sitting right on this front row and I'm sitting there going like I don't know what to do real people real time right so I buy my drink, and I feel so stupid, and I go back out, and for some reason, his car is still there, and there's the, the gas pump's not in it, and I'm like, I'm wondering, like, why? Why isn't it? Why, what happened? And he gets out of his car again, and I said, hey, hey, um, I don't mean to be rude or weird or anything like that. I, I, you know, I don't know, I don't know who you are, and I know you don't know who I am, and I'm not trying to be weird, um, but I was praying, and God told me to pay for your gas. Is it okay if I pay for your gas today? And he said, oh, yeah, sure. I was just going to get 10 bucks. That's all I could afford. And I said, no, we're going to fill your tank today. He said, are you sure? And then I put my card in there, and it didn't work. And I thought, like, oh, crud. And I pulled out a different card, and that didn't work. 
I'm like, did it not work because I just bought gas? I don't understand. And, and he's like, oh, it was a good gesture. It was a good gesture. I said, no, God told me to buy your gas. I'm going to buy your gas. And I tried the card again. It worked. And I said, God bless you. What's your name? He said, my name's Justin. I said, my, my name's Justin too. He's like, no way. And, I, and as I pulled my card out, it said, welcome, Justin. You get five cents off of your gas today. And I got him that, that tank of gas, and I gave him a hug, and I just said, I love you. God loves you. I don't know why you needed this, but I want you to know that you're loved. And he said, I'm going to pay this forward. You know what? We all have an opportunity. And sometimes when things are hard, you know, I could, I could totally be sitting in that car angry that my friend died at 41 years old, thinking, God, what's wrong with you? Why would you let this happen? I could be upset that our church who we've prayed for and loved, why would you let so many people get sick and die and totally miss blessing justice? Sometimes it's getting out of your own pain to know that somebody else is in pain too. I don't know what he's going through. I may never see him again. But at the same time, God knew what needed to be done that day and that time. And if we'll keep seeking him, he'll show us stuff like that. We'll find joy in our development. Acts 1.6 says, So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and to restore our kingdom? Verse 7, he replied, The Father alone has that authority to set those dates and times. Somebody say, what time is it? And they are not for you to know. Verse 8, but you will receive power. Somebody say power. You will receive power telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You're not going to know the time. You're not going to know why. We're not going to know why is this stuff happening in Afghanistan? Why is this stuff happening right here in our own country? Why are people being taken? Why is it, why is it that we'll, we'll, we'll sit and we'll, we'll start covering things and we'll, we'll cancel out the fact of the truth and social media, but we won't cancel out that pornography is still so strong? Why is it? It's not for us to know. What's for us to do is go and share the gospel. Share the good news. Listen, the world might be going to hell in a handbasket, but you don't have to, right? And you sit there and you talk to somebody, and they might go, I don't want to know what you have to say, but maybe they'll listen to what you have to say when God says, buy their gasoline, buy their lunch, tell them they're loved, walk into walk in, that tough guy that's holding that two-by-four in Home Depot. He might need to hear he's loved. He's going to think you're one of those fruity guys. Come on. Can't tell you how many guys, when I tell them I love them, they just go, uh, 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 um. Yeah, okay. They don't know what to do with that. They don't know what to do with that. I gave Justin a hug. Man, you should have seen his face. Like, what the? Are you hitting on me? Like, what's happening here? Just to tell him that Jesus loves him. You know what? You know why it's foreign? Because they haven't seen the love of Jesus. If, if they had seen the love of Jesus, they'd be giving me a hug too. They'd be going like, oh my gosh, you're just like me. You love people just like me. Oh my gosh, you're going through life just like me. You know, instead of judging people, we start lead, leading people to Jesus. 
We start showing them who God is in the middle of all this chaos. And we start seeing the fullness of what God wants to do in our nation. When, when will the church wake up? When will we stop playing games? Oh, I don't want to be comfortable anymore. Are you with me? World is already uncomfortable. Either it's going to happen to you or you are going to happen to it. Are you with me? People are going to come and they're going to hate you because you're a Christian. And what that represents, you represent hypocrisy to so many people. But maybe we can change the definition. When they see love that happens even when they're hated. You know what? My guess is most of you are like me. You're human. Do I have any humans in this church? All the humans watching online? Yeah, well, these are superhumans in here. The human people are watching online. No, we're all human, right? You know, when you get cut off on the freeway, you bless them with one finger, right? I've, I've, you've done this with the church sticker on the back of your car, right? Yeah, living stones here, right? As you zip out right in front of them and hit the brakes, yeah? Make, make sure they saw the sticker so they know where to go to church. That's what it is. Evangelists everywhere. You know, you're human, right? But maybe we can... Deny our flesh a little bit. Even when we want to respond that way. And we see somebody that represents what we don't like. And we decide to extend a hand of love anyway. I was talking to Laura this morning. and She prayed for me before church. and She's, she's one of the leaders on our, in our prayer team. And if you want to be a part of our prayer team, go and see Laura and be a part of that. But we were talking about all the fear that people are dealing with right now whether you're afraid of what someone else thinks or feels or whether you're afraid that we're going to have to have passports to go to a restaurant. Come on. I don't want to live in fear. And she said, maybe we don't need to preach about fear. Maybe we just need to preach about love because love conquers all fear. And I said, you're absolutely right. That's exactly what we're going to preach about. That's what we're exactly going to go show people. Love that, that surpasses all understanding. You know, I, I, I tilt my hat to those pastors that are absolutely just preaching an agenda right now. I get it. It gets people excited. It gets them angry. It gets them frustrated. It gets them in, engaged. I get it. And I don't blame you. I love you. But if you're not going to preach love, you're not preaching the gospel. Because God is love. God is love. And sometimes it's hard to love. Sometimes it's hard to love. Only God knows what's next for us. So you know what time it is? It's time for deployment. It's time for deployment. Just like it said right there in Acts, and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. It's time for deployment. Tell your neighbor it's time for deployment. Back in Ecclesiastes 3, 16, this one's going to hit home. Verse 16, it says, I also noticed that under the sun there is evil in the courtroom. Yes, even the courts of law are corrupt. When was this written again? 2021? I mean, this is the new book of Ecclesiastes. Man, how'd they get that in here? Verse 17, I said to myself, in due season, God will judge everyone, both good and bad, for all their deeds. Hmm. Let's wage war. Let's wage war, deployed to be the hands and feet of Jesus. 
You want to take hate out of somebody's heart? See them get healed right there. Things shift when God touches people. Ask God for a word when you're walking up to somebody. God, speak to me. Tell me something that only you would know that will hit this person's heart. And ask him to show you something. You know why he will? Because he loves them. It's not because you're awesome. He can do it with anybody. He can do it with a donkey or a burning bush. So you're you're not special in that way. Do you understand? Like, I think some people look at me and think you're special. You hear God and I can't hear God. No. He can use you. He can use this donkey. He can use you. Amen? He can use each of us. We're just regular people, but God will use us to go and touch people's lives if we allow him to come in and speak through because he loves them. It's not about you. You know, you're just like me, right? Scared. What if they think I'm weird? What if this guy, Justin, I didn't know his name was Justin at the time. What if Justin thinks I'm weird? He was also an African-American gentleman. Meant nothing to me, but it could mean something to him. I don't know because of all the hate that's spewed everywhere else. He might think that he's not good enough. I had this going through my head thinking like, oh, he's going to think that I'm some self-righteous white person. His thoughts go through your head just like me. I'm like, God's telling me to give money to this guy and help him, and I don't know why. He's got, he's got a nicer car than me. Why am I going to help him? This doesn't make sense. He's going to think I'm just some self-righteous dude in my minivan next to him. But you know what? God knows more than we do. That tough guy, that tough lady, that tough person who's holding a tough exterior, as soon as you speak the word of God off of your tongue, you'll watch that tough exterior, exterior melt like wax. All of a sudden, something's broken. They can't hold that facade anymore. And they realize, I'm broken. I was thinking about suicide today. And they were like, you're thinking, you're one of the strongest people I know. But you don't know. You don't know what people are going through. You don't know what kind of hurt they're going through. It's time for deployment. It's time for the church to get out and be the church. We got to go and share the good news. We don't know the time and place. We don't know what's going to happen next. And you know what? There's people in Afghanistan dying for their faith right now. Right now. Because the veil's been taken off. The covering's been taken off. And all those people that were spewing the truth, feeling like I can share the gospel, are now under attack. You know what? We're not under attack. Yeah, our friends might think, oh, you're one of those Christian people. You're so stupid. I can't believe you do that. Believe in God when we have so much science. You know what? I love when God overdoes science all the time. Crawford, we prayed for him. I had a nurse come up and tell me he was supposed to die. He's like, she's like, you don't understand. I deal with COVID patients. People don't go on ventilators unless it's time for them to go. How long was he on? Less than a week. Less than a week. Most people are on for three, four weeks, and then they die. That's what happens. I was like, are you serious? She's like, yeah. She's like, so it is a miracle that he's off of that. I can't even, and he's, he's at home? He's functioning? I don't understand. You see, this is, this is God's science. This is God's science. When things don't make sense, it doesn't make sense to love people in a situation just like this. It doesn't make sense for you to care about someone who disagrees with you. It doesn't make sense for the church to go out and be the church. But if we will get up and see the fullness of God, oh, we'll watch God do amazing things. Are you with me? It's time for deployment. Let's wage war in a different way. War against hate.
covered by love. War against racism, covered by love. War against division, covered by love. I can almost guarantee that I might get kicked out of this state at some point. I might. And you know what? If that's what ends up happening, then okay. When my dad died, I was I was asked by um, some of his church members because he he was a pastor of a small church in in uh, <laughs> Lake Butler, Florida, tiny little town. And uh, I was asked by some of the guys there, "Hey, why don't you why don't you come here and take over your dad's church?" I said, "Yeah, but then who will who will save California?" Like, everyone's leaving California right now. Someone's got to stay. Someone's got to fight. Someone's got to believe in God's word. And they're like, you're absolutely right. And you know what, church? I know some of you will leave the, the state. Don't feel like I'm judging you. That's not what it is at all. The enemy would try to tell you that. Like, oh, is it wrong for me to leave the state? No. Trust me, I've thought about it lots of times. When I drove through Texas and there was not a single sign about masks or COVID or anything else, I was like, people are normal here? You, you know what's happening in the rest of the world? Like, oh my goodness. Like, I, you know, I can walk in here and not wear a mask and you look at me weird if I am wearing a mask. Okay, all right, fired up. I came back to the church. I was like, I think we need to move Livingstone's Church to Texas. Everybody that wants a house in Texas, just line up. We're just going to buy everyone a house. We're going to move to Texas. Are you ready? <laughs> you know, like some of you are like, hey, can we do that? Is that an option? Depends on the offering. <clears throat> Thank you. Well done. Thank you, Tony. One day, I'm going to see Tony again in heaven. I know that dude is going to be at the gate. When I when he finds out, he'll, he'll be like, Justin's coming? Oh, let me, let me show him around. And he's going to be so excited. But until that day, I'm on mission. Yes, we're on mission when we go to Estonia. Yes, we're on mission when we go down to Mexico every month. Yes, we're on mission then. But you know what? We're in, on mission when we're over here at Stater Brothers. We're on mission we're, when we're in the Shell gas station. We're on mission when we go to work tomorrow. We're on mission. We're on mission. Let's go show God's love in a whole new way. I refuse to hate. Do you refuse to hate? I refuse to division. you're here this morning what God shared with me on that chair during worship he, he shared with me that there's a spirit of abandonment here I don't know who's going through what I don't know if you were abandoned by family friends your church but I want you to know that God sees you sees how you feel. He sees what you're going through. And you're not abandoned. You're not abandoned. Your earthly father may have abandoned you. But your heavenly father will never abandon you. Your church may have abandoned you. But your heavenly father never abandoned you. And as he was sharing that with I could just, I could feel the weight of being let down by people. 
people you said you'd be in life with forever that turn their back on you. And you're thinking, how could this happen? How is this possible? I want to tell you that God died for that person too. And that person's jacked up just like you are, just like I am. I was talking to another friend right before service, and he had asked me about a family situation. And he said, hey, do you talk to this member of your family anymore? And I said, oh, maybe twice in the last five years. And he's like, is it still over that same situation? I said, I don't know. I, I guess it probably is. But I don't get to choose that for them. You know, we get to choose who we're going to be in the situation. We get to choose to have faith, even when it doesn't make sense. Even when things are really, really hard. And you can have faith for healing, and then when it doesn't happen, we have to understand that there's a sovereignty of God. I, I can almost guarantee you that Tony would have been pretty pissed if I had have raised him from the dead he's having a good time in heaven. He'd be like, what? You brought me back here? Got to deal with all this crud again? Right? We got to remember that. I believe that God could have raised him from the dead. And he probably gave Tony a choice. And Tony probably said, no, I want to be here with you. If you're here this morning and you don't have a relationship with Christ. You might think I'm crazy. And you know what? You're right. It's okay. I've done crazy things, and I am crazy. Because God's called me to be crazy. And you know what? He's called you to be crazy, too. It's crazy to love people, too. But Jesus does it all the time. They hated me. So if you're here this morning and you have a real relationship with God, that God who will never leave you or abandon you, that God who will see you through every situation, and you want that this morning with every head bowed and every eye closed, and for all of you that are watching online, if that's you, then I want you to raise your hand right now. This is going to be a shift for you. Something's going to change in your spirit. All of a sudden, that depression, all of a sudden, that junk that has been trying to tell you that you're worthless and you're not good enough, why you were abandoned was your fault. I'm going to tell you right now that God's going to give you something in return. When you give that life to Him, He'll start to tell you how valuable you are, how loved you are, and how important you are to His plan. So if that's you this morning, raise your hand for me. If that's anybody here physically. If you're watching online, you can type it in the chat or on, on YouTube. Reach out to us. Let, 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 me, let us know. That's you. You want to give your life to Jesus today. Can I tell you that I'm still human? I still make mistakes. I'm not perfect. I'm just like you. I'm still seeking God, afraid sometimes. But God honors it, and He uses broken vessels. 
So if that's you this morning, God can start to change you from the inside out. We're not talking about changing your clothes and speaking Christianese and putting a sticker on your car. We're talking about having a real relationship with God where he whispers truths that you'll never get anywhere else. Impossible things. How did I know that you about abandonment this morning? I didn't. God did. God cares about you that much and doesn't want to leave you where you are. He wants you to give up that spirit and become a son and a daughter again. So if that's you this morning, raise your hand for me real high. No one's looking around between you and Jesus saying, I want that. I want the real thing. Got anybody here? If you're watching online, if you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, Maybe you're on podcast, wherever you're watching this, hearing this, listening to it. This message was for you. This might be years from now, but you're still listening to this message and needed to hear it. To know that you're a son, to know that you're a daughter, to know that God loves you and that there's purpose for your life. And if that's you this morning, you want to pray something like this. It's not so much about the words you say, but it's about the heart in which you say it saying, Lord Jesus, I give my life to you today. I ask that you'd forgive me for my sin and for all the stuff I've messed up. Lord, that you'd begin to make me new from the inside out. I want a real relationship with you, not just some religious front. And so God, I dedicate my life to you today and I leave my old life behind. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me so that I could be with you in eternity forever. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, lift up a shout this morning. Woo! God does some amazing things. You know, I, I didn't like the idea of a camera before, like to have church online, because I didn't want to be held accountable for all the crazy stuff I say. Is anybody with me, right? You're like, oh man, that's going to be recorded. Someday when, when God uses us to do touch thousands of people, people are going to pull that stuff from the archives to be like, this guy's a false prophet and all kinds of crazy, who knows? But you know what? I've seen people get healed through that camera. Remember this, this couple, this, this mother-son came to our church to get baptized and never met him before. And I said, hey, uh, you're coming to get, you gave your life to the Lord, you're getting baptized, like, where did you come from? And he said, oh, I've been watching you online for the last few months. And actually, I got my spleen healed because of you. And I'm like, what? Just blew my mind. I'm like, I didn't even know that happened, let alone, like, you're, you're coming here to get baptized. They came and got baptized and never seen them again. They're probably watching online right now. Hey, guys, love you. I don't know. But God uses tools, right, to touch people's lives. And it's time for deployment. It's time to get uncomfortable. You know what? I'll probably get judged more over the next 20, 25 years, 30 years. It's probably going to get heavier and heavier. We were talking about this right on the way down to Mexico, talking about different different people who are who are out there. you got your Stephen Furtick's and, and all these different people in the world, and people all come against them and talk against them. You know why? Because that's the Lord's anointed. Those are the people being used by God. And you know what? No matter what, I, I said, you know why I'm glad you're in the car? Because one day when people say that about me, because they will, you'll be able to say, no, I know the real Justin, and that's not it. 
That's not it. He's not a false prophet. He's not doing it for he's not doing it for for money or fame or anything else, right? And we got to remember that. Like, let's go be used by God. You know, I had this whole other message plan that was talking about being the light and going out and be the light. And I think I still preach that message without preaching it. But God has a purpose in all of it. Discovery, development, and deployment. It's time to go be the church. Are you ready? Amen. Stand on your feet. Let's worship together. someone to pray and agree with you I would ask that you come over to our prayer tent well if any of my leaders are here they can meet you over in the prayer tent too if you need prayer and we'll just pray with you and believe with you miracles have come from that from that prayer team I've seen I've seen kids who've gone through chemo who were told by doctors that they could not be healed by anything and then they called our prayer team and our prayer team prayed relentlessly and we watched that little girl get healed Miraculously, the doctors didn't know what to say. They tried every everything they could do to get to see her healed, and nothing would happen until Jesus comes in. So, if you need it, prayer for anything, you need agreement for anything, you're getting ready to go to court, you need favor, whatever whatever you need God to do. When two or more are gathered together, there He is in their midst, and you can believe. When you pray things in Jesus' name, they happen. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Amen. So, if you need prayer, do that. If you don't need prayer, um, we would love help tearing down today. I can't do much, so um, I know the rest of the team would love some help. And um, But uh, invite somebody to church next week. Pastor, um, Pastor Jeff T. Osborne is going to be phenomenal. 
It's going to bless your life. You'll be fired up out of your mind. He's absolutely incredible. Um, love that guy with all my heart, and I'm excited. I'm excited for church on Sunday. Are you with me? It's going to be amazing. So invite some people to church. Invite 10 people to church. Let that be your goal this week. 10 people you invited to church. If three of them say yes, invite seven more. Right? Keep going. Keep going. So anyways, we love you. Have an amazing week. We'll see you next time. Thank you.